Hey, yo, yo, what's up? It's your boy, Young P. And Young D. Lee. And you here with The Real Perspective. It's Tuesday, April 24th, 2018. And we got a, um, today the topic, man, we got a little special topic to us. You know what I'm saying? Coming from two MCs. What you think, bro? Shit, I just wanted to talk about, um, Houston hip hop. I wanted to know what you think about the state of hip, the state of hip hop right now in Houston. You know what I'm saying? With all of the young and up and coming artists. Okay, so I see we're going to get right into it. I mean, um, what, what what exactly do you mean the the state of it? Like, do you mean exactly lyricism? Do you mean songwriting? Are you saying from like a culture wise how it's being represented? Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm saying um really all of those things, but just like overall as a whole, like when we're looking at the artists and basically the music that they putting out, what they saying in the songs, um, and the way that they putting their message out there, the way that they putting their words together. You know, just overall, you know, the song selections having different topics and different, um, different beat, different, you know, good beats, you know, multiple, a multiple, um, selection of beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, just overall, like the production side of it, every, everything, you know what I'm saying? Just overall, Houston music, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of artists out there. Okay, so okay, so I say I see what you're saying. What you're trying to do is you try you you're trying to gain a perspective from, I guess, an old school versus a new school representation. Like, how's the city being represented as far as hip hop culture goes? I would say, um, yeah, because I mean the 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 new music that's coming out. Like most of the music that I'm in, I feel like you know what I'm saying. It's not a lot of, um. I mean, it's, it's good music. It's just different from the traditional style of music that we grew up on. Most definitely. I think a lot of the new music is made for people um, who are into a lot of heavy drug abuse. But I, I can't I can't be the one to judge them. I just, um, you know, the music represents the time. And I think right now we high, so the music represents a high a high vibration. We, we doing some hot shit with the music. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's some it's some it's some good Houston artists out there like right now. Um, I feel, but it, it's more of the the older guys, like the younger guys that I'm in. They talking about um, I mean they 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 making good music. The music is just you know it's just not um, it's just different. It's different from especially what I'm what I'm accustomed to too. It's like I mean it's good music, but. It's just different. It's not. It's not a lot of. Um, it's not a lot of storytelling in the, the the music that I'm in. Yeah, a lot of the music don't gain representation of what's going on actually in the neighborhoods anymore, or have any representation, or have any weight. And um, one of the things I also want to speak on, man, was what do you think about the production in Houston? You think the the sounds that we need a new wave, a new sound? We got Travis Scott, but what else you thinking from there? I think we got. I think. I think we need to. Um, I think we got. We got producers. It's a lot of. It's a lot of good producers. I just think. Um, like it's a lot of producers that's up and coming. I just think. Uh, everybody grinding right now. You know what I'm saying. So we got to put. They got to keep grinding and putting themselves out there in order for you know to get recognition. Uh, 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 I, I can feel you on that. And of course, another thing that I meant. What I was speaking on is. Um, you know the new sound versus the old sound. You know a lot of a lot of old Houston sound got like the DJ screw influenced, SUC influenced, or you know what I'm saying, uh, just a South influenced, Southern influenced sound. You know what I'm saying. And um, I feel like a lot of um, a lot of the newer new or newer music that's in Houston has an up tempo trap based sound. You know what I'm saying. A lot of Travis Scott production, which I think he's great at what he does as well. But you know I was thinking like. 
when is Houston going to start coming around with the production, like how Face used to have it all. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was more of a person who represented us on a hip hop standpoint, coming from a, a musical point, like a lyrical point as well. Yeah, I, I feel like we got we got a bunch of artists. Yourself, myself, we got appreciate Face, it. We got we got K Reno. We got you know what I'm saying. Um, we got we got a, we got a, we got zero. We got a lot of um, we got a lot of artists. We got slumped up. We got a lot of artists that's that that is that that's out there putting out you know what I'm saying good music in order for us you know music that we can relate to music that's for the street and music that's for the people and you know what I'm saying trade the truth you know that's, most definitely trade the truth stand out guy you know people that's making you know music that 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 I can ride to or that I can jam you know what I'm saying uh, you know like music that's you know powerful music like I like trade trade talk about a lot of um. He talk about a lot of things that affect us, like as black people and also in the community. And that's the type of music that we that I feel like we, we need to be hearing coming out of Houston. Most definitely, especially with him representing the neighborhood that I come from. I feel like it's important that he keeps doing what he's doing. And as far as um a big ups to him for what he did when Hurricane Harvey was going on, he was like out there and he was more active than a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? And considering that He's limited when it comes to resources with the city supporting him. You know, he's kind of banned on the radio stations. He's kind of banned when it comes to promotion within the city. I feel like that's one thing. Another thing I want to speak on was um supporting Houston. Does Houston support Houston like it's supposed to? Because my trips to California, my trips to Atlanta have been a lot more, more um, a lot more friendlier than my stay in Houston from from the past five years. So I feel like the people out there they just know that money moves better. When beef is not out, but in Houston, I feel like we kind of separated. What you feel about that? Um, I I think I think I think um a, a, one thing that I don't see from from Houston is like I don't see a lot of a lot of artists. Um, I wouldn't say that they don't that they don't come back and 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 get other artists, but I think that um. I think that I think it's a lot of love. Like I think it's a lot of love out here. Like um, I was I had came up on a, a topic that I seen and um, I think it was on um, Powwow and Slim Thug and it was breaking down you know the way that things are like within the within the music industry and I feel like that was real important you know because I was able to learn something from that. But I I think that I think that we stick together. I think that it's just time for new artists. It's time for new artists and you know to to come out and um you know and, and represent for for Houston as far as like with with the message and as far as like speaking for the community I think that that's what we that's what we waiting for like the the guys that's that we like are, are older than us so we just and then we got the youth so we right in the middle I just think it's it's time for that music you know to to get out there to the public I can most definitely agree with you, but I feel like um I could say for myself, I don't know about anybody else or any other person um getting any feedback about their music as an artist being from Houston. But I know for me, um a lot of times when I play my music for people, they tell me that my music has a hip a New York sound. And I think they relate that to just hip hop. You know, they relate that to soul beats, they relate that to um a lot of flipping or a person being witty or using double entendres or triple entendres, you know. I don't think Houston listeners, I can't say they don't want to hear it, but I, I think, like, a lot of them didn't grow up on face, so they're not accustomed to a Houston artist 
taking them through phases of rap or layers, you know, like I feel like the um they ears aren't fixed for layers. So they kind of relate you if you outside that box, they kind of relate you to an East Coast artist just off of sound. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel I feel exactly what you're saying. Um, I just think that that that's the way to that's the way to I, I think everybody like what everybody like, like certain people like, you know, subject matter and content, which, you know, I heard your music and I know that's what you're coming with. Yeah, you know, and that's my preference of music that I that I listen to. Yeah, that's what that's what you, I know. That's what you coming with too. I know you coming with the flame. Yeah, so I I um, and then you got um, you got like you got where you got people that talk about you know the material things. I feel like I feel like it's room. It is it's room for everything. Like, but I just you know I I think what's more important though is like. You know the artists that that are putting things together in order to spark spark your brain and make you think about something or teach you you know teach you something or you know make you you know something that you can relate to get you through the day or get you through a hard, a tough time a tough moment in your life. Yeah, I think that's what the music is. I think the music should be therapeutic, and I think the music should be instrumental to your life. You know what I'm saying? Music is a soundtrack. So I think whatever people are feeling at that moment, you know, the music kind of represents that in a in a in a certain fashion. And um, I feel like positivity in the city, that's something I wanted to speak on as well. I know the city took a big loss due to Hurricane Harvey. And, um, but I think a light in that tunnel was the Astros winning the World Series. Yeah, that was dope. And uh, Yeah, I thought that was real dope. I thought, I thought that was dope. I thought the city needed that. I thought everybody needed something positive or something to be happy about. And another thing I want to speak on was how that affected the city when it comes to support and how that's going to trickle, trickle, trickle over to music as well as money. And another thing I wanted to speak on as well was the Rockets, man. If the Rockets can win a, the NBA championship, that'll have a great influence. I hate to segue into sports, but that'll have a great influence on the city and, you know, positive energy. I think that'll bring something real big to the city and open up a, a field for, for more musicians and more money. What you think about that? Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Like, um, the Rockets looking, they looking real, um, they looking real good this year. Um, they, they playing together as a team. They got Paul. So now, like, I mean, it's just it's just about them performing in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? So, I but I, I do think, um, like, I had a thought, like, a while ago, you know what I'm saying, that this was Houston year, you know what I'm saying? And so far, baseball, we did it, you know what I'm saying? And basketball, it would be incredible if we did, if we was able to win it. Yeah, most definitely. I think, um, I think the real question is how far will they go? I know the, um... No question about them going to the um, Western Conference Final is meeting up with Golden State, but will they make it to the um, the championship round in the NBA Finals? I think that's the real finals. The real finals will be the Western Conference Finals. You know, that's going to be the real NBA championship right there. Whatever team wins that, go ahead and wins the NBA championship. Uh, in my perspective, I don't know. Maybe that's how you see it. I mean, so the first round you got you got Houston and Minnesota. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what you you do you think they're gonna be able to beat Minnesota in the seven game series? Uh, of course. I think that that series, at worst it'll go four three. At best of what I think was what's gonna happen, it's gonna go four one or four two. But the um I think that the Rockets got too much for Minnesota. I think that um I didn't wanna say this. I, but I think that Harden is the um, offensive MVP. But I think when it comes to the most valuable puzzle to that team is Chris Paul because what he does is utilizes the floor, and his his presence is so important that it makes people have to pay attention to him, and that opens up a lot of things for Harden. 
and when that opens up things for Harden, that opens up things for other players like PJ Tucker, like a um, what's the center's name? Excuse me, Clint Capella, uh, like a um, you know, Jill Green, who's a, a Houston native who's been playing very great as of lately, and um, got a new contract which is well deserving. Congratulations to that brother. But you know, I just think that um, I think the the real question is where it be Golden State. I mean, um, I think I think they definitely can beat Golden State. I mean, the second round, you know, they got they got OKC. How you think they gonna perform against OKC? I mean, that's if OKC get past Utah. I don't think OKC gonna beat Utah. I know that might be a little something that you not that you that you that you not feeling, but I don't think OKC gonna beat Utah, man. Yeah, I, I think um, I think OKC got just enough in order to pull it off against Utah. I think um, I think Russell and um, Paul George and Melo, I, I believe they'll be able to put put together some good games, you know, good enough in order to be able to, you know, get out of there, maybe 4-3, you know what I'm saying, against Utah. I mean, Utah's up right now. I, I, how I feel, man, is on Utah might be up. Utah might – it might be 2-2. Excuse me if I'm wrong. I have to check with that, fact check with that. But um, I think that um, Carmelo Anthony, man, he doesn't fit there, man. He's having a lot of mental toughness, mental – discrepancies going on within his game right now. It's from his it's in between his shoulders. It's all in his mind. Cause he still got game, but I can just tell that it's all in his mind, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think Melo I mean it's, it's a big adjustment going from being the number one option to being the number three option. So he's seen a drop in points, but I think he's having um he's having a decent season. Um but I I don't think um Russell Westbrook gonna allow you know, Utah in order to take them out of the first round. I don't think he's going for that. I, I think I think Russell's great. I think you underestimate the, the the balance of the Utah team. I think I think um, if Utah can play the way they played when Ricky, Ricky Rubio just had this triple double, and they got that incredible that incredible that excuse me that incredible rookie and Donovan Mitchell, I think that they can take the Rockets to a seven game series. I'm not saying that they can beat them, but they can stretch the Rockets because of their center. They have a real center in Rudy Gobert. And I think that he'll expose Clint Capella's inability to score without someone setting him up. So, so we make it. So let's just say the Jazz did win, even though you know I, I'm not sure. But um, if the Jazz did win, then you'll have Houston against the Jazz. You know, round two. How you think Houston will do in that series? That, that's that's what I was just saying. I think given the um, which has shown that James Harden could be inconsistent in the, in the playoffs, considering his last game. But I think that um, when given the opportunity for Ricky Rubio to facilitate the team in a, in a manner that he's supposed to, I think that the Utah Jazz can spread the floor and open the floor for Rudy Gobert to expose Clint Capella and making him score his own buckets. Clint Capella isn't an option, if you haven't noticed. Last season, he didn't have this great of a season because the Rockets didn't have Chris Paul. But ever since that, they got Chris Paul. Clint Capella is top three in field goal percentage. He's shooting 60% for the season. He's looking like a superstar, and that's because of Chris Paul. James Harden gives him a lot of assists. But really, if you look at the operative, t- the way the team works, Chris Paul balances everything out. And I'm just saying that when they play Utah, Rudy Gobert will have him on that island on that block, and it uh, it won't it won't work like that. He'll have to score one on one with Rudy Gobert because off of the screen and roll, Rudy Gobert is like the best center at guarding it. He's gonna send that shit into the first stands no matter what. Okay, so if they was to if they was to win against Utah, the next round they would have um Golden State. They would have Golden State. How do you think they'll perform against Golden State? 
Um, Golden State gonna get Curry back. I think that Golden State will beat them four three. Yeah, I mean that's a tough series. That's the one you know. I can't wait to. I can't wait to, you know, in order for them to get past the first two rounds in order to meet up with Golden State. You know, I think it's gonna be a, a hell of a series. I can't say who's gonna win it. I don't know who's coming out of it, but um, I mean, I, if Houston did come out of it, that would it'll be definitely good for for the city. You know, I hope I hope they pull it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I like I say, I'm a Heat fan, so um, I, I I can't really say that I want someone to win. But if I wanted anyone to do anything, of course it'll be for the city. I would want positivity for the city, so I I wouldn't. Not want the Rockets to win. If the Rockets win, I wouldn't feel no type of way about it. I actually would feel good about it. So, what you think about the East? I think, um, I think the East is like, man, the East is a toss up because of the injuries. Considering that Gordon Haywood is hurt for the Celtics, Kyrie Irving is hurt for the Celtics. The Celtics who are still playing great playoff basketball, by the way, taking a um two one lead on um damn who the Celtics playing. The Celtics playing the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks, who's a great team. The Celtics are playing the Bucks, who's a great team and a healthy team. They have all their players, and they still got a two-one lead on the Bucks, which is an unbelievable situation right now, considering they don't have their, their first two options in Gordon and Irving. But um, as well as LeBron having to ship his whole team out, as well as um, who else is hurt over there in the East? Someone else is hurt. They they have a lot of injuries over there in the East right now. It's another team with another player that's hurt. That's supposed to be going. That's supposed to be over there and playing very well at the moment, but um, I think that they just. I think that it's a, a inability and a lack of superstars. I think maybe two superstars from the West need to go to the East so they can even it out. So, what do you think about the series with as far as the Raptors and the Wizards? I think that's just a toss up series. I think the Raptors. Will, I think the Raptors will win, but I think the Raptors will win, but. Um, I think in morale of it, I think it don't matter because if the Raptors run into either Cleveland, well, I don't know because Cleveland's Cleveland's looking shaky, you know. Well, you can never question LeBron, but I know for sure that. Um, well, I don't know. That's a great question because this, if if this is a year for either one of those teams to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's this year. Yeah, I can't see nobody. I can't see nobody beating Cleveland. It's hard for. Um I just I don't think that LeBron is going to allow it. You know he he wills his teams to wins. He wills his team to wins. You know what I'm saying? And I can't see him falling victim to none of the teams in the East. To be honest with you. Yeah, it's a um, it's a very 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 delicate situation when it comes to LeBron James and his um, his artillery that he has when it comes to his teammates and our healthiness or anything of that manner because. And a lot of times, you know, his teammates don't come through for him or he's being a coach and a player or he's on a team to where the person thinks they're better than him, which they never are. I Like, the only person, the only time LeBron played on the team with someone better than him was in 2011 when he went to play with the Heat and Dwayne Wade was better than him that one year. But Wade taught him how to win and he passed him up. But the, um, the thing I'm saying is LeBron just haven't had the opportunity to play with a person that was actually better than him or a person that knew exactly as much about the game. He's never had a coach neither. I can say that. I think this year they got a pretty good team. I think they need to play Tristan Thompson a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Um, instead of going so small, they, they play small ball. You know, I'm, I'm more old school. So I, I think they definitely need to play Tristan Thompson a lot more. I think um, – I think you're right. I think they need to play Tristan Thompson a lot more. I think he's a difference maker when it comes to second chance points off of rebounds. Definitely. I think um as well as 
to getting Kevin Love into more of a rotative off a more rotative offensive role. Like he has to he had they have to let him off the leash so he can be himself. He hasn't been himself since he's left Minnesota. I think I seen that they picked up um Kendrick Perkins. And I mean if it was the same Perkins from back in the day, you know, that out that would be somebody that I would throw in there at center. But I mean we haven't seen him in a while, so we're not sure, you know what I'm saying, what he can bring to the to the court, but yeah, I, I do. I do think that they um need to play Tristan Thompson a lot more. I think I think it'll help, you know, them especially defensively. But I wanted to ask you about um, I had a question for you. You know, I wanted to see what was your opinion about the death penalty. Oh man, in the state of Texas, you mean, right? Yeah, I feel like the death penalty should just be- just overall like with with it like. What do you feel about like someone having that that type of control, you know, to where they can have a something like that exists called the death penalty? Um, that's a great that's a great question. That's a great topic as well. I think I think when it comes to those type of situations, I think I can't say what excuse me, though, I can't say exactly what the I can't say certain things, you know, but I think certain things are equivalent to a person deserving that shit, man. Like when people touch little kids, when people um do mass murders for no reason, you know, ritual killings and all of this bullshit. I feel like they deserve whatever the state gonna give them. But for the state to do like, you know, for the state to be hanging people and killing people, let's just say like you give a person life, right? Like yeah. Tookie Williams. Let's use Tookie Williams is a um. A great example of this: someone who jail actually re redefined, and someone who jail actually fixed. You know, he may have had a shaky past, but this is somebody who won a Nobel Peace Prize. This is someone who wrote children books. This is someone before he passed away really had a um an epiphany and a reincarnation within his spirit, and they still shot the death penalty to him. And the first time he didn't die, and they shot it to him again, which is two in, two injections. And I believe that um after one injection, you're not supposed to do it again, but you know, I think that, of course, when it comes to black people, like you got people like Charlie, Charles Manson, excuse me for being so so lengthy, but you have people like Charles Manson who died in a cell peacefully, who was obviously a mass murderer and a, a, a crazy person. But you have people like Tookie Williams, who they call a gang banger and a gang leader or a dope seller. And you and you give him the penalty and let a person like Charles Manson die. So I think if for my perspective, I think it should be just. It should either be equivalent to a crime that the person did, and it should be evened out on the playing field. Don't be prejudiced and racist with it, and don't don't just be giving it to people who are undeserving of it. Yeah, I don't I don't think it should exist. I I think that it's kind of I don't think it should be in anyone's hands, you know, in order to be able to decide whether the person gets to stay in, see tomorrow, or you know, doesn't. So, you know, that was um. I just think I think that's a lot of power right there. Yeah, so um it's the most definitely a way of some people can say playing God. But my perspective on it is if you do something like touch a kid, man, I'm sorry, man. Like you're getting whatever's coming to you. You know, maybe that's the universe way of sending you something. Like or if you, you know, you kill a baby, you kill a, a pregnant lady, like I just saw some guy um, you know, killed a girl last night because he asked her for a cell phone and she said no. She was on a important call. He used her house phone, and instead of waiting patiently like a like a real man should, he shot her in the head. And that shit is unbelievable, man. Whatever they do to that dude, he deserves it. You feel me? 
that that was that was a um that was someone who was a classmate of ours. Her husband, that was his his wife, his ex-wife's son's mother. So it's um it's touchy situations like that that make me like, man, that dude deserves whatever the fuck he getting, you know? Yeah, I just think I think it's unfortunate, but I I wanted to ask you um have you had the chance to check out Deeply Rooted? The um, Scarface album, right? Scarface album. Yeah, I listened to it twice, but not, I didn't live with it. Yeah. Um, what, what's your favorite Face album? I'm um, going to probably have to be Diary. The Diary? Man, the Diary, yeah. yeah. The Diary, um, it's an incredible album. Like, that's yeah, my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's... A, it, it's a, um. I think at that point in Faith's life, he was entering a dark place and, and living in that dark place and, and displaying it in a very, very, very articulate and poetic manner. So what do you think about the um, Hand of a Dead Body? It's one of my favorite tracks. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's one of my favorite tracks. I remember actually not being centered to Scarface and not really listening to him as much and you telling me about him. And I was like, yeah, he cool, but I really got it to him. It was a, um, a song with the, um, with the, with the Ghetto Boys. And a song I can't remember the name, but I think it's I think the it's the name is the world's a ghetto. And on a song, his style and the way he delivered this one bar, he was like, um, "Look on your motherfucking map and find Texas and see where Houston at." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that shit was gangster." Like it, it made me want to get more into him. And when I did, I was glad I did. He, he's most definitely a goat. Yeah, I think I I like Scarface. Um, I I think my favorite album is um, it'll have to be um. I like the Untouchable. I like the Fix. I like the um, yeah, the Fix. Kanye came with it on that joint. Yeah, I like the um, the Diary. I like um, Emeritus. Um, I like Made too. But I I say I like Deeply Rooted like a lot. I think I think that on um, like socially what he was able to do on uh, on Deeply Rooted like he got a song called The Mental Exorcism. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That joint is nasty. Yeah, I think socially what he was able to do. I think, you know, I, I never heard him rap like the way that I heard him rap on Deeply Rooted. Like I never heard his perspective on life, and you know how he looked at how he looked at you know the world in different situations. You know, he got he also got the song called God with John Legend. You know, yeah, that, I heard that one as well. Yeah, that that gave us a little insight into his perspective, and I mean, it seems, you know. It's interesting, you know, because it's also, I mean, you always want to know, you know, people's perspective and how they look at things. And I feel like a lot of artists don't talk about necessarily their perspective a lot, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the music that's out today. So, I mean, it was it was good to hear that. Most definitely. I think you, you're most definitely correct. I think a lot of artists are just pussified and a lot of artists are pacified to the money as well. So they just do, they're like um, Chappelle, they just string along to whatever they're being told to do. And it's, um, it's an unfortunate situation. That's why I take artists like Scarfaces, artists like Tupac's, the Nazis, the people who actually take the time out to let us see a little of their perspective in and to put us in their mind to show us, um, you know, it's not all about money, man. I got this money and I'm still not really at the place to where I wanted to be or at a time they wasn't at the place and it shows you that sometimes success is not money. Sometimes success is self-defined. Yeah, so, okay, so when we talk about success, you know, success is important. What do you think about, um, like, Jay-Z and a lot of the things that he's doing, like, for the community and for himself as a black man? 
I mean, as as a person who rose through the ranks, coming from a place to where I come from, like, you know, a street person, a person who, you know, was trying to find their way hustling or find their way getting a job, whatever the case may be, he he looked like me, so I can't say nothing bad about him. I think the blueprint that he's making, you know what I'm saying, now someone is going to take it farther than him, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, somebody have to kick the door down. And like he said on one of his songs called Nickels and Dimes, he said the purest form of giving is anonymous. So to anonymous, we're going to make it there. I promise this. And I think that was one of the more true things because he don't know who he did, what he did for. But whoever he did it for, that we going to make it there. And that's real. Yeah, that's one of my favorite um, Jay songs on that. On a, That's one of my favorite songs on that album. Yeah. I actually like that. Um, What's the name of that album? Magna Carta Holy Grail. Magna Carta Holy Grail, yeah. And it got a real dope album cover, too. Yeah, it's it's most definitely a, um a very sublime album. Yeah, I can't um I, I also wanted to ask you um wanted to ask you a question about I wanted to know like out of the, out of all of the legends that we do got coming out of Houston, who is your favorite um your favorite um Houston artist? Are you saying hip hop or just in general? Just um. I mean, hip hop, or it's always about, and I just feel like the difference with hip hop is the substance or uh, what you're talking about in the song or in the music, you know what I'm saying? So I would say hip hop. Um, I, I would have to go with Face again if we're just talking hip hop. All right, um, so like, so like, when did you, um, how did you get, what kind of music do you like? Um, when it comes to hip hop, you know, I like that, that, that hardcore shit that's real. You know, that, that shit that's vulnerable. That shit that's tough. That shit that speaks the truth. But, um, at heart, I'm an R&B baby as well. I you know I grew up on Anita Baker. The first song I can remember hearing is Anita Baker giving you the best that I got. So it's like, a, um, it's a dichotomy. Yeah. It's a dichotomy to everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, you always been on some R&B shit, um, you got some good ears for, you got a good ear for music, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Likewise, likewise. And that's, that's a good thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? I like, I like R&B too. Um, it's looking like, um, it's looking like, um, it's looking like, um, well, what is it looking like more of a closing in now? Yeah, it's looking like it's time for us to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? All right, we, we, um, like I said again, this is your boy, Young P. And Young D. Lee. Again, it's April 24th, 2018, and you're here with The Real Perspective. And, you know, the next time you're checking in, we're going to pick up on that, that same topic or have more time for you guys to have more perspective or have a time for you guys to chime in and tell us what you guys have or speak on your perspectives. Again, tune in for us, man. We're going to be here weekly. Again, at The Real Perspective, thank you. Peace. It's all love. All love, man. Peace out.